This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math so thinking. what's wrong with the standard algorithm? The hot topic, the standard algorithm. You might actually not be thinking that. You might be like, wait, what? Why is it this hot topic, Mona, right? And I realize that it's not a hot topic for everyone, but it is a hot topic for me because I have some really strong feelings about the standard algorithm. So I thought I'd share them here with you today. First, let's talk about what I even mean when I say the standard algorithm. The standard algorithm is the way we learned or the traditional method for solving. For addition and subtraction, that means stacking the numbers on top of one another and adding or subtracting vertically and borrowing. You know what I mean? For multiplication, the numbers are also stacked in the standard algorithm. And then remember how you multiply vertically, but then you also multiply diagonally. And don't forget the zero placeholders. And long division is the standard algorithm for division. As I described these algorithms, how are you feeling? Do those algorithms bring up any memories for you from maybe your childhood, like math classes? Any struggle or any memories of practice problem sheets? That's what it is for me. (laughs) I still remember the multi-digit multiplication practice problems. And never, never did I remember how many zeros to put. And then when we added in decimals, I feel like I was just so confused. However, I have this one distinct memory in sixth grade. My teacher would let us either sit in the hallway or sit in groups in the classroom and work together with our friends. And my friends taught me the steps better than I had learned in class. And once I learned those steps, I just flew through the homework, those practice problem pages. I realized in middle school that these algorithms meant I just had to follow the steps and then it was done. And I had zero understanding of what I was actually doing, but that didn't matter to me. I got it done and I got an A. So I don't actually think that the standard algorithm is all negative. I think that the standard algorithm has a place in math. And sometimes the standard algorithm is the most efficient and effective strategy. However, there is a time and a place for the standard algorithm. And that is where my issue comes in. Too often, I see parents teaching the standard algorithm to their students way too early. And I get it. Parents are coming from a good place. As a parent, I understand. 
Parents just want their children to succeed and they want to help them. And I truly believe all parents are doing their best. And I know that's why they show their students the standard algorithm in first grade. I've also seen so many teachers do this as well, teaching the standard algorithm because that's what they know well and they feel confident teaching. Teaching in other ways feels like new math or it just doesn't make sense to parents and teachers. I've actually heard teachers say, oh, there's all these other strategies and I'll teach those ways, but really the best way is the standard algorithm. And I just don't agree. (laughs) So let's talk about what happens when a first or a second grader learns the standard algorithm. I'm going to try not to overstate this. When a first or second grader learns the standard algorithm, they completely lose the opportunity to develop a number sense and conceptual understanding of base 10. The goal of first and second grade is to develop the understanding of quantity and how those quantities can go together when adding. And we want students to develop flexibility in their ability to manipulate numbers. What I mean is we want our students to look at a problem like 12 plus 9 and see that they could easily make a 10 by moving 1 from the 12 to the 9 to make a 10 and then have 10 plus 11 is 21. Or they could take 8 from the 9 and make that 12 into a 20 and then add in that one left over from the nine. We lose this opportunity with our students when we teach them to stack the numbers and add. In the standard algorithm, students would write 12 and then nine underneath it, often making the mistake on where to put that nine, which place value it belongs in. Then they would make 11 and have to carry the one which is actually a 10, right? But they often call it a one. Teachers and parents end up spending tons of time teaching their students the steps of the standard algorithm, showing students how to line up the numbers in the right place value and justifying them all to the right. We spend a lot of time talking about bundling those 10 ones into a 10 and carrying them over, but then students end up just calling it a one. What happens is students end up just learning the steps and they mimic the teacher without real thought being put into what they're doing. And what else happens is students get stuck in this strategy and then they stop being flexible and they start solving every single problem like this. The way my uncle showed me or my dad said to do it like this or mom showed me to put the numbers on top of each other. What if we opened up our problem-solving time and let our young students and older students explore? Let our young students explore with blocks. Let our older students explore with blocks. What if we gave our students a challenge with that problem, like 12 plus 9, and said, find the 10s? And what if instead of teaching the standard algorithm, we use strategies and routines that helped students build the same understanding, but without the steps and out the pro- without the processes to mimic?
So let's talk about when the standard algorithm makes sense. I like to think that the standard algorithm is just another tool in the toolbox of strategies. Sometimes in older grades, it's not just possible to do the math in our heads by flexibly manipulating the numbers, right? Sometimes the numbers are just too big. Sometimes it makes sense to write it down. And for some third graders, instead of stacking the numbers to subtract place values, they might break it up into expanded form and subtract by place value. So I want you to think of the number 349 subtract 198. Maybe a student might say 300 subtract 100 is 200. And I know that if I only have 40, I can't take away 90 without going into negatives. So what if I looked at it as 140 subtract 90? Well, I know that's 50. And the ones is 9 subtract 8, that's 1. So if I add all of those up, it's 150. That's separating it out, expanded form. However, as students start to understand this place value expanded form strategy better, they're going to find more efficient ways to record their thinking. And that's when the standard algorithm makes a whole lot of sense. To write it stacked and say 9 ones subtract 8 ones is 1. 4 tens subtract 9 tens is difficult to do, and it's going to put us into the negative. So let's get a 100 bundle and bring it over here to be 10 tens. And now I can do 14 tens subtract 9 tens is 50, which is leaving me 200 subtract 100, which is 100. Makes sense, right? The goal is that students can solve flexibly. Just think about it like this. My mom, shout out if you're listening, mom. My mom can stand in a store and calculate the percent off in her head in seconds. Like if the thing is like $37.99 and it's 25% off, within seconds she can tell me how much it costs. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's the goal, though. We want our students to be able to use strategies flexibly so they can solve real life problems without getting out their calculator or without getting out a pen and a paper. How does that happen? It happens through practicing being flexible, using many strategies. It happens through confidence in knowing that what those numbers mean, in knowing and having that confidence that you understand what you're trying to find and that you have confidence that you have strategies to get you there. The goal is not to keep the standard algorithm away from students, but to support students in developing their conceptual understanding so that they ultimately understand the standard algorithm. So as we're thinking about the standard algorithm, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Do my students know the steps or do they know the math? Did my student come to this strategy organically because of their own understanding? Are there other strategies my students could learn to help them be more flexible? Could I give my student a bit of time to explore this before I show them a different way? And what does the student already know about this? And could we start from there? So if your student is using the standard algorithm, 
Those are some good questions to think about and think about how you can support them in being more flexible. So in closing, I don't think there's anything wrong with the standard algorithm. However, I do think it's used too soon and too often with our students because of our own insecurity with math. As we're planning our math lessons, spend time anticipating all the ways your student might solve. By doing that, you can really feel more confident in letting your students be flexible and explore different strategies because you've already thought of them. You've already anticipated what they might do. Write those strategies down so you can refer back to them as you observe what your students are doing. And resist the urge to teach your students the standard algorithm. The standard algorithm might show up in your curriculum. That doesn't mean you have to teach it. In the Common Core State Standards, the addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division standard algorithm doesn't show up in the standards until fourth grade. Even though I personally have taught first, second, and third grade curriculums that had the standard algorithm. Even then, it's just one strategy to solve problems. And one final thing, just because you teach your students the standard algorithm and they are able to carry out the steps, it doesn't mean that they have any more knowledge of the math. If they're just following the steps of the standard algorithm and getting the answers, then we've shown them that we value the answers, not the thinking. And gosh, I feel like I could go on about this forever, but I'm gonna stop there for today and say, I know that this might push against some of your values and beliefs and be in direct conflict with what you do and how you teach. And that's okay, because change is change. And if you're ready, Let's chat about how to move away from the standard algorithm and into a more flexible place. And if you're not ready or you completely disagree or you've already turned it off and you're not listening anymore, that's okay too. My DMs are always open on Instagram at HelloMonaMath. Let's chat about the standard algorithm. Ask me your questions. Challenge me. I'm here for it. And finally, would you leave a review of this podcast? Reviews help spread the word. So if you find yourself hitting play most Wednesdays and Mondays on Honest Math Chat, will you take two minutes to type up just a few sentences in a review? And if you do, send me a screenshot on Instagram and I'll send along a pack of free resources for you to use with your students. Thanks so much, friends. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. (laughs) If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com slash discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at HelloMonaMath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friends.